وفيه النور فيه اللؤلؤ والمرجان فيه الحق وفيه النور فيه اللؤلؤ والمرجان فرد يا شبل الإيمان فرد واصدح بالقرآن فرد واصدح بالقرآن فرد يا شبل الإيمان فرد واصدح بالقرآن فيه الحق وفيه النور فيه اللؤلؤ والمرجان فيه الحق وفيه النور فيه اللؤلؤ والمرجان فرد يا شبل الإيمان فرد واصدح بالقرآن اتلو السطر وراء السطر فالقرآن ربيع العمر اتلو السطر وراء السطر فالقرآن ربيع العمر والقرآن شفاء الصدر فيه الرحمة والوفر This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And continuing with this afternoon's Q&A program brought to you by the Capital Group of Companies. Mokti Sahib, what should the people sitting near a person who is critically ill be reading for that person? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. You'll answer just now three headlines breaking Hamas Health Ministry in Gaza. Number of refugees in the Gaza Strip has reached 1.4 million. So that's 1.4 million Palestinians, men, women, children, and so forth. Listen to this news, and every one of you got Iman and Islam. Say, Allah, Akbar, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, and you, Jutlas, Harami, swines, and pigs, listen. Umar Balwa, 22-year-old Israeli soldier, killed on Friday by Hezbollah flew back from vacation to enlist an IDF reserve and now dispatched to Jahannam and Hellfire, we say good riddance to you. He came from his holiday and straight to Jahannam. Alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. You South African Jutlas, go and join them. Inshallah, you will meet them in hell also, inshallah. So we have no sympathy, no empathy for any Jutla who is dispatched to hell or injured. Remember, we make our stance very clear. The IDF gaze for a gradual. Listen to the words. I'm reading from Aretz. IDF gaze for a gradual, aggressive Gaza invasion, speaking of the ground invasion, and a split Israeli leadership. Why? Some of them say you're sending the soldiers to death, and some say no, they must go in and so forth. So that's exactly what the Quran says. You must remember chapter 59, verse 14, you think they are united. They can never be united. The Jutlas, Haramis, cursed nation for hell. So, and chosen nation for hell. While their hearts are totally fragmented, disunited. You know why? Chapter 59, verse 14. They are a people who got no aql, no brains, no intelligence. Who murders babies? Baby just born and then gone to Jannah. The mother just there. You know anything of Hamas? Hamas founder was who? Sheikh Ahmed Yasin, Rahimamullah, Ariel Sharon, the war criminal, murdered him. Allah sent him eight years in comatose. He stayed in coma. La yamutu wa la yahya. Not fracking, not dying. It fracking is the word in Afrikaans, if you know Afrikaans. You say he had shwakh of frack. It means you die like a dog. And that's what happened to him. For eight years, he was fracking. So you must remember that is Ariel Sharon in his Sakarat. And then he died like a dog, remember this. So that is, you must remember, Allah Ta'ala's punishment. Man Adali Waliya. When you harm my Waliullah and Awliyaullah, my Khasan al Khuda, Fakad Adan Tuhu Bil Harb, I wage war against you. You baby and you go Bengue, Smotrich, you watch what happened to you. Every day we make dua. Allah will give you such a death. I sent out a tweet today. May you baby rot in hell forever. I said you can go to my Twitter account, you will see it there. AK at AK Hussein. So you must remember these things here. We don't have to apologize to nobody. We say what we want to as long as it's the truth. And you must remember this, then the second Amir and leader of Hamas. We support Hamas. 
So you either stand with Hamas and Palestinians or either you are standing with the war criminals and those who committed genocide and ethnic cleansing. That is the two options you have. There's no third option. If you're sitting on the fence, in Islamic terminology, you're a hypocrite and you have nifaq and hypocrisy in your heart. People who sit on the fence are committing a major offense. The second leader was Dr. Abdul Aziz Rantisi. On Friday, they passed. Today is Sunday. His, his widow, his wife, that was, he passed a long time. Now his wife is a widow. So she was shaheed by these haramis and so forth. So our people are martyred and their people are dispatched straight to hell. So we must be very, very clear on all these issues here. Gee, Afsar, what's the question? Gee, Mufti Sahib, if a person is critically ill, what should we be reading for that particular person? When that person, male or female, is very, very critical and so forth, doctors say we can't do anything, and you, the family, you can see that person is basically now slipping away. And remember that all, before I come to this again, Quran says, chapter 7, verse 167, whether it's Hitler, whether it's Hamas, whether it's somebody else, Hezbollah, Shaitan, Shia, the Kufar, we don't like to call them Hezbollah, the Hezbollah, Shaitan, but very good. Anybody thrashes Israel and dispatches them to Jahannam, we with them, we'll support them. So you must remember that Allah says, from that time, Nabi Almighty Allah said from that time of Musa alayhi salam, ila yawmil qiyamah, till the day of justice, may yasumu humsu al-adhab, there will be always someone punishing them, the worst punishment. They can never find peace. This haram is the cursed nation. So remember that when your father, mother, someone near and dear is in that condition, critical, and doctors say, take the person home, or we can't do anything, or they keep him in hospital clinic. Why? Milking the cow. Today, forget doctor's business. And then 90%, 80% Muslim, non-Muslim are just out to make money. Let us be honest about this. You got medical aid, they will milk you, milk you till the last drop, and then tell you, take your father, brother, home, sister. That's the truth. I mean, we all know this, right? I don't say all, but I'll say 80%. Muslim, non-Muslim all. So remember these type of things here. So what must Islam, what Islam teaches us? Islam teaches us. It happened to me, to my brother, I'll explain to you. Allahumma in kanatil hayatu khayralahu. Oh Allah, if life is better for him, so for ahyihi, give him life. وَإِنْ كَانَتِ الْوَفَاتُ خَيْرًا لَهُ فَتَوَفَّهُ Ya Allah, if death is better, then give him death, Ya Allah. So that is the dua. And if you want to stop the medication, stop the ventilator, stop everything, totally permissible Islamically. I went to Aqsa. I went, you must remember, to Aqsa al-Mubarak 2002. Fasten ihram there. Went to Jeddah, Jordan, Jeddah, and then made Umrah, everything. Came to Medina. And remember that my cousin there, Hafiz Ismail, told me, even by plane, you will miss your plane because you got A, Egypt, and that is Al-Khutut, Al-Ajnabiya, foreign airlines. If you were landing at Saudi airport, you should have made it. So remember this. So now big problem. So he told me, I'll send you my driver. If the Imam makes salam, Jumma Salat, you must move to your car. Pack the car, everything. I said, fine. So brother Abdurrahman, the driver, came. He put us there. So I phoned him from Jeddah Airport to thank him. He said, hey, this big problem there by your house. He doesn't know my brothers. So that time. So remember, I said, what happened? He said, somebody phoned and said, your brother is critical. So I phoned here, there, and all that. So I couldn't get through. Nobody was picking up. So I realized he's very critical. So I phoned Durban, and then there I got the news. My brother Abdul Ghaffar in the hospital, and, you know, he's critical. So anyway, then I managed to get through to them there at the hospital. I said, see, Saturday I'm landing. You don't do anything. Let me handle the situation with Allah's help. So I came there Saturday from the airport straight went there, and I looked at him, and then the doctor came, African doctor. What the gentleman? He asked, who are you? I said, I'm the head of the family. And he told me, doc, give it to me straight. I don't want stories, right? So he took me one side, he said, see, we can't do much for your brother, but we will just wait. But give me all your details and so forth and so on, and whenever I want to contact you, I said, fine. And I really thanked him, you know, I forgot his name actually, but he was a wonderful person. Next morning, six, upper six, seven o'clock around there, he contacted me. We rushed it, and I informed the family. 
So then he called me and said, I need this bed now. I said, dog, give me one hour. We want to pray. See what a gentleman. He said, I'll give you three hours. But when I come, I don't want anybody. I said, I'll give you my word. So after two hours, two and a half hours, I took everybody out and so forth. So I was there. He came and I stood there. I wanted to see what happens. He switched off the ventilator. He switched off this, this, this. And then brother passes away on a Sunday. You see, but the family was there. So, and the brother, when he was sick, there in Heidelberg and so forth, on the Friday, some helicopter landed there with garden or wherever. I was there in Makkah, wherever. And then on Medina, and then at Jumma time, I was there in Medina. So anyway, so we don't even know who sent the helicopter and whatever. So the point I'm making here is this. So for you, the family, don't listen to stories of this one. I'm giving you what is the fatwa. So if you decide you want to stop everything, there's no sin upon you. But we don't believe in euthanasia. With that, we leave for the jutlas. They shoot the hospital. They'll kill the people, murder, and they're proud about it. They say we gave them euthanasia. You're going to pay for it, you swine. You must remember that. So all the things that we Islam teaches us, keep on making dua. If life is better, give him life. If death is better, give him death. Doctors make mistakes. My own cousin, he told me, you in Durban, don't go here and there many years ago. I said, what happened? He said, the sister is very sick. She's going to go anytime. So make sure you're around. She left for about eight years or ten years after that. So I asked him, I said, hey, terrible prognosis I made. You know, understood? So, the, so it don't mean if the doctor says she's going to die, she's going to die. You hear where you meet. Allah alone gives life. Allah alone gives death and so forth and so on. So we must ask Allah for khair and remember you want to stop and remind the person if he's conscious. Kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. Lakkinu mawtakum bila ilaha illallah. The hadith calls him mawtakum, the dead, meaning on the verge of death. Now you know the signs of sakarat. We were in many times situations like this. My father, my mother, my brother, I was there all the time. So you can see the tip of the nose, it turns left inside. The temple, you know the temple. So I'm putting my fingers here on my temple here. So it means that if you're wearing spectacles, you put your fingers there on top. Not where the lenses are on the side. So you put it there where your hair starts growing on the side. So that's your temple. So that will subside. It will go inside. And then the feet, you will see that they will go apart. Quran speaks of this. Before that, who can blow? So now it's the last, last moment. So we want our brother, sister, mother, father, son, daughter to go with Kalima and Iman and Islam. So that is when Jannah. So that should be the aim. And no start crying and performing there and so forth. Everything must be done, cool and calm. Remember that people must start crying, making a big, they take them out from there. The aim is to remind that person there to recite the kalima and not to cause commotion there at that time. Mufti Sahib, what is the reward for reading Sada in Masjid al-Aqsa? A person, the hadith in Mishka Sharif, if a person reads Salat in Haramul Makki, so Makkah Mukarama, 100,000 reward, that is Sahih hadith, authentic hadith. You read in Masjid Nabawi is 50,000 reward, that is weak hadith, hadith Adwaif. But the hadith Adwaif is acceptable in Fadail if you enter Masjid Nabawi, you pass the first set of umbrellas inside. Then you pass the second set of umbrellas and you look up the old structure of Masjid Nabawi. This hadith is written there, the authentic hadith. When you read Salat in Masjid Nabawi, then Falahu Alfi Salat, you get the reward of 1,000 Salat. So weak hadith, the if hadith, 50,000. Sahih hadith, 1,000. So meaning it is multiplied many, many times. And then regarding Aqsa al-Mubarak, 1,000. Some hadith say 25,000. So remember, all three are a masajid, a muqaddas, a sacred and holy. And the fourth one is Masjid al-Quba. Man min Hadith is sahih. 
and in mansion in Ibn Maja, you make wudu at home on your hotel and so forth. Then summa, then you go to Kuba and all that for Swalla fi, you read two rakat salat there, kana lahuka ajri umratin, then you receive the reward of umrah. So these are the four masajid that you get special, special reward that's multiplied and so forth. All the other masajid and mosque, the reward will be the same. Mufti Sahib, is it better to go for Umrah with an agent or should you just make your own plans and your own visas and so on? My advice will be today you don't need no agent. You just go online and you pay 2500 2800 you pay 3000 you get one year visa, multiple entry, and you can go and stay there for, you know, they'll tell you there all the details. So maximum 90 days or whatever it is written there. So leave all the agents out. The agent will organize the visa for you. He will charge charge you for single entry two three thousand rand so just cut off all the agents with internet you can do everything in half an hour one hour how many people are doing it now so i don't go but my family members friends and all that they're going and i always tell them you book your hotel via internet you book your get your visa via internet book your flights via internet and so forth and so on so you must remember the agent nobody's gonna do for you free of charge they'll charge you so if you'll be lucky if he charges you one two thousand normally the going rate is three thousand and you know how they work with three thousand they won't tell you three thousand for you the husband wife three thousand and your son or daughter's going three thousand three thousand three thousand they'll hit you nine thousand that's how they operate so they may just leave them out you don't need them now you just go with the internet and so forth and in that way you make life very easy that is my mashura and my advice to you and so many people you must guys like me who don't even know how to use it they also come right i see so you must remember this just get somebody who knows and they'll do it for you also your son your daughter nephew somebody they sharpshooters these youngsters you know, so they're good in all these things. Mufti Sahib, this lady wants to know, is it permissible for her to have an abortion if her health and her life is at risk? Remember the ladies and the doctors also, some of them, the way they exaggerate. So she wants the fatwa in her favor. Abortion, totally haram. What is abortion? Abortion in Islam is murder. وَإِذَا الْمَوْءُودَةُ سُئِلَتْ بِأَيْذًا بِنْ قُتِلَتْ In Islam, you must remember, don't worry, the water fell here. Nothing messed. You must remember, maybe you heard a bang, you know. No jutla came here, don't worry. So you must, you think maybe one jutla came here to take AK out. AK is still there, it's all right. We're still firing. You must remember the jutlas, Haramis, curse nation. So I was opening the Quran, Sharif. So you must remember the bottle of water, but nothing messed because it's sealed, mashallah. So anyway, the Quran says, وَإِذَا الْمَوْءُودَةُ سُئِلَتْ بِأَيْذًا so you must remember this is called wa'ad in Islam infanticide is haram in Islam feticide is haram you know their custom the Arab custom tradition when the wife gave birth to a daughter they were told that your wife gave birth to a baby girl his face became dark Upset, wawakazim, filled with fury and rage, yet the waram in al qom, amyadusuhu fiturab, he would leave his people, go and dig up a grave, and then dump his daughter there inside, alive. And remember that is infanticide, and all Allah speaks of it. Today, if you know the place, if you're in Makkah, I should show you the place. There's an empty plot there, surrounded by hotels and so forth. Nobody wants to go there. That is where they to carry this out. Remember this. So all this you will find in the Noble Quran, where all Allah speaks about what the Arabs used to do in those days. And remember the verse I read now, that is to get very, very upset and so forth. Surah 16, chapter 16, and verse number 59, you see. So infanticide haram, feticide haram. Now that baby girl will be questioned. Which sin you committed? That you do you were murdered? So you sister, that that fetus Allah gave you Surah forty two, verse forty nine, verse fifty. 
يهب لمن يشاء إناثا ويهب لمن يشاء ذكور الله uses the word I'm giving you a gift I'm giving you a present and you say no I will murder it you will live with that guilt right till the last moment here on this earth and tomorrow in the court of Almighty Allah you will be charged for murder that is what Islam says. We are not these Haramis, America and Britain and France and Germany and Italy and all these Haramis. So remember, we speak of what is human life. A jinnatun fi butuni ummahatikum. So in Islam, once you are pregnant, so remember that is considered a living being. Therefore, inheritance, the father passed away while the wife was pregnant. So remember, they will wait till the baby is born and the inheritance, the final distribution would be delayed and so forth. That is human rights. That is the freedom. That is sanctity of life. But you see it as Western democracies. Murder, murder and kill. Murder the child, murder the fetus, abortion. That is, we are modern people. Your modernity, Allah's curse be on it. So Quran teaches us chapter 8 and verses 8 and 9. Chapter 81, Surah 81 and verse 8 and 9. So where is Sister, all that stories, your life is in danger, is your fairy tale. You must remember that. So you ask Allah, Rabbi Habli min salihin And remember, it's not permissible. Ma min amin illa wa qad khussa anhu al-baz al-imam shafii tawtaz rahimahullah. Obviously, we didn't meet Imam Shafi, but we read his books and usul and principles. There is no general law in Islam, but you will find some exemptions and exclusions. Allah forbid, Allah forbid, a lady is going somewhere walking, she gets raped and so forth. Then you fall pregnant, so then after one month, two months, three months, so before four months ends, so then she goes for abortion, so then that is permissible. They, not in this case, is what you are saying and so forth. And after four months, 120 days, hadith is sahih, authentic hadith in Muslim Sharif, and Solomon takes place that the ruh, the soul, the spirit it enters the fetus, then to go for abortion, 100% is premeditated murder then is not permissible in any circumstances so understand this here that you will be guilty of murder sister leave all this what they telling you you speak to Allah, Allah how many women will tell you that the doctor said does this I said leave all this you speak to Allah Ta'ala. and then when they gave birth then they phone they thank and so forth so we're not that we're telling you what Islam is telling us keep on reading chapter 37 verse 100 Rabbi habli min salihin Ya Allah grant me pious offspring and children Ya Allah grant me normal children all these translations are acceptable Mufti Sahib, is it permissible to purchase Kruger rands as an investment and also gold to Mufti Sahib? So the main Kruger coins and so forth, you must remember you buy it as investment. Very good, excellent. We encourage that any gold you buy, genuine gold, not the Spaza gold now. So you buy the genuine gold, very good. But remember, in all these cases, male, female, zakat will be compulsory on the current market value. You got 100,000 rand, the gold investment, and Kruger coins or bars of gold or whatever it is. So you take the current market value, it's 100,000. So now you will have to pay 2,500, remember, zakat. You got 1 million, you will have to pay 25,000 as zakat. Otherwise, the Quran Sharif teaches us, Surah 9, verses 34-35, that those people who hoard and they store their gold and so forth and silver, they don't spend in the part of Allah, so announce for them a terrible, painful, horrible punishment. And the verse goes on how they will be punished and so forth. Zuku. So now taste the punishment because that, 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 you were, that, that you were the people who were hoarding the gold and the silver. So yes, it's very good investment, but remember you have to pay zakat because it's considered a stock in trade. Mufti Sahib, please advise on the procedure of istikhara dua and istikhara sada. First thing you must remember is this, 
that your people make certain things so famous as though it is a sunnah or something. Say, no, when you make istikhara, you must sleep. When you make istikhara, you must dream. All the sleeping business, like sleepy Joe Biden, you understand? So when he met o King Charles, so his wind came out. It made such a record that even that chameleon heard it and she was laughing all the way. So this guy, yeah, he's supposed to be commander-in-chief of America. He can't look after his own nappies and his own wind also. So you must remember, so they called him Sleepy Joe. So therefore, I'm saying you're making sleepy Joe business. Make istikhara, must sleep. There's no such thing in Islam. It's just a suggestion, an opinion some ulama have mentioned. It's not a sunnah or something you must do. So remember that you read, I want to buy this car. Must I buy Mercedes? Must I buy BMW? Must I buy Nissan? Must I buy Toyota? Like that. Must I get married to Aisha? Must I get married to Fatima? Must I go this week or next week for Umrah? Like that. So you must remember, read two rakat salah. Then read Allahumma khirli khara. Our Ustad Hafiz Ibrahim Limalia Hafidullah when he to teach us the letters, you know, of the Arabic alphabet. You say kha, like when you're going to spit, how you say to make that sound. So khirli, you see, announce, pronounce correctly. Allahumma khirli. People, they pronounce this upside down sometimes. So, O Almighty Allah, you select the best for me and you choose for me. Same time what comes in your heart. Aisha came, you marry Aisha. Fatima came, you marry Fatima. BMW came, you you can get married, meaning be my wife. So, you go with that car for your proposal. So, then BMW. So, like that it is, it works. No sleeping and dreaming business and all these kind of things here. So, you just read that and finish that your istikhara. And you are in Napaki, Hayes, Menses, that Mota proposed for you. He's saying, when you give him the answer, he says, no, I'm still in Napaki. After one week, he says, I'm still in Napaki. You'll get made, you know. Just read, Allahumma khirli waqtarli. And what answer comes? That is negative, say negative. Positive, positive. Discuss the issue with your parents and then give the final answer. So to read the Salat, remember, it's good, but it's not compulsory. So sometimes people got the deal for you. Business, you know, the business corporate world. I got this deal. Give me answer, yes or no. So you say, no, me, I'm going to toilet. I want to make wudu. Then I'll read two rakat salat. And then you say, Baba, just forget it. I'll contact somebody else. So same time, just read, say, Allahumma khirli waqtarli. Must I take it or not? Allah will put the answer in your heart. And inshallah, there'll be khair in that and goodness in it. This dua is mentioned in Tirmidhi Sharif. This person wants to know that in the Haramain, for the Janazah Salah, they only make one um, Salam. What do we have to do then? Excellent. Those of you students, ulama and so forth, these are two books you must have. You understand? Mashallah, I have it here. So one is, you must remember that Al-Imam Shafi'i, where he's alone, and the other three Imams are one side. So Hafiz ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, has written this book, you understand? Al-Masailu Lati in Faradabiha al-Shafi'i Duna Ikhwati. That's the title of the book. Al-Masailu Lati in Faradabiha al-Shafi'i Duna Ikhwati. Where Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah, is alone. Take Ma'ul Mushammas. He's alone there. So what is Ma'ul Mushammas? You see today people got solar panels and so forth and so on. So somebody will tell you that, no, no, you can't use the water from there because the solar is... So remember, it's totally permissible and so forth. The hadith he uses is not an authentic hadith. Remember, there's a lot of kalam on it. There are rawi and reporters who are unknown and so forth. But that is his fatwa, Imam Shafi'i's fatwa. And that also doesn't refer to, you must remember, the solar panels. What is meant by Ma'ul Mushammas when the water is totally like swimming pool? exposed to the sun and the sun is striking it directly there are no interventions and any obstacles in between so that you will call Ma'ul Mushammas so it leads to baras and leprosy and so you see the Jutlas it came in the Haaretz newspaper that one sickness is striking them and that is skin disease so Allah we say we make 
needed dua. Allahumma sallit alayhim kalban min kilabik. Remember that. Ya Allah, appoint upon them one of your dogs and one of your punishments, Ya Allah. And you must remember that Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal al-Mufradat, eh, that of Imam al-Fathur Rabbani, biman farada bihi Ahmad bin Hanbal Shaybani. So the book's name al-Fathur Rabbani. So there you will find Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal is alone. Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, rahimahullah, he says that if you eat camel meat, you know, then you must make wudu. It's compulsory. So you must remember this, the Hanbalis, they say these type of things, what you ask there. So nobody else agrees with them on that issue there. So remember that if you're following humbly school, you practice other schools. You don't have to practice on that. Jazakallah to Mufti Sahib. This afternoon's Q&A program is brought to you by the Capital Group of Companies. And once again, a reminder, just around after 10 to 4, Mufti Sahib will be leading us in the dua for the Mujahideen, for the Ummah, for those in Gaza, in Palestine, and throughout the world. So be in readiness for that. We'll be back with you in a moment. You have said, You will come and your angels will be lined up. You have said, Jannat will be brought near. You have said, وَبُرِّزَتِ الْجَحِيمُ لِلْغَاوِينَ Jahannam will be brought near. You have said, وَنَضَعُ الْمَوَازِينَ الْقِيَامَةِ the scales of justice will be set up. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, serving you wherever you are. Whose fatwa is this? This is not AK's fatwa or AK-47's fatwa. This is the fatwa direct from Imam Zainul Abideen. You don't belong to this ummah. Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and continuing with this afternoon's Q&A program brought to you by the Capital Group of Companies. Mufti Sahib, how can one improve one's concentration in Salah as it's becoming a major issue on a daily basis? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. We'll deal with a question now. Three, four new headlines on Haaretz, Israel undertaking diplomatic offensive against UN agencies, hypocrisy on Gaza war. What hypocrites these Israelis are. You murder people, you murder babies, you commit war crimes, and you say, obviously you are the hypocrites and war criminals committing genocide and ethnic cleansing. Listen to the next one. Can you believe that all the Haramis, you must have Blinken, that state secretary, so sees potential, U.S. sees potential for escalation of war in Middle East. Now, who are they blaming? Due to actions of Iran's proxies. Proxies meaning Hezbollah, Shaitan, Hezbollah. U.S. does not want escalation. You Harami Blinken, you Harami Biden, you are swines and pigs or what you are. Y'all are the ones who arm these people, you finance them, you give them the bombs to murder the innocent people. That Hindu comes there and he comes with a military plane full with arms and so forth. I don't know if he drank cow milk or cow urine. And then you'll say that the Iran is to blame. Then you say Hezbollah is to blame. Then you want to blame the Muslims or you want to blame other people. When you are the biggest war criminals, what you did in Iraq, that you murdered 500,000 children and they Jutli Harami dispatched to hell. Madeleine Albright said, yes, it's worth it. What you all do, you justify. When you get a bloody nose and you get a smack in your face from Putin or from Hezbollah, Hezbollah Shaitan, or from Hamas, then you want to call them the problem. No, the problem is you, occupation. Occupation is terrorism, remember that. One settler, one bullet will settle the issue. Pope Francis, he woke up, you understood, renews appeal for humanitarian aid to continuous, continuously arrive and for hostages to be free. You see, they link the two. You must always study their language. They will say humanitarian aid must come. That's a separate issue. That must come in 24-7. But hostages issue. So why must we release the hostages when you got 6,000 of our people in jail? You got them detention without trial. You got minors there who are 10 years old, 9 years old, 12 years old in jail. 
So remember, Hamas say we will release everybody, but you release our 6,000, 7,000, whatever the amount is, then we talk business. So you see, but these enemies, Pope also is another idiot also. So remember, he doesn't know whether he's coming or going also. So remember this, he should be the first one to condemn Israel for murdering the Christians and for bombing the churches and killing the Christians and bombing the hospital which belonged to the Christians there, the Al-Ahli hospital is a Baptist church and so a Baptist hospital, Christian hospital. So they should be worrying about that. But now they also want to become politicians. They link the two. They say, no, humanitarian aid must go in and hostages must be free. Why you want to link the two? There's a separate issue. So you, you must tell Israel must go back to the 67 borders. That is what United, Resolu- United Nations Resolution speaks about. So they avoid and evade all these issues. Yes, yeah, so you must remember that. Sir, what's the question again? The question is about how can one improve one's concentration in Salah as it's a major problem with everyone, Mufti Sam. Most not everyone. You must never make such a general statement. If you've got a problem, don't paint everybody with the same brush. You must remember that. So Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, teaches us Surah 23, Surah Mu'minun, beginning of the 18th Supara, 18 Jews, verse number 2. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ This is first ayat of Surah Mu'minun, beginning of the 18 Jews, 18 Zubarah. Indeed, surely, definitely, the Mu'minun people were through Iman, indeed, they're successful. Alladheena, chapter 23, verse 2 now. Alladheena hum fi salatihim khashi'oon They read their salat and namaz and prayer with devotion, concentration and dedication. So how are we going to obtain and attain that? Before you start your salat, whenever you make dua, read. Read now with me, you brother, sister. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika. Oh, my beloved Allah, I seek your protection. Min al-khinzab. Khinzab, remember, is the shaitan who comes and blows, us, blows our fuses and confuses us. Authentic hadith in Muslim Sharif. That Khinzab comes and now he's thinking of our wife or wives, thinking of our money under the mattress or pala pala, or we're thinking about our overseas trip, or thinking about the cricket score or rugby score or some shaitanic score. So all these shaitani activities come, you must remember, to ordinary people like us, so that the Khinzab is there. Habibuna says, then he doesn't even know how many rakats and how many units he read. He gets confused and his fuses are blown. So that is Khinzab's job. K H I N Z A B. Khinzab. Kha Noon Zaba. So beg Almighty Allah and give out some charity daily. Ya Allah, let me perform a quality salat. Remember that. Yeah, I want to explain one Muslim. Every masjid I go to, I was in Brats and I'm in Lands, and when I go here, there, and wherever I go, I see the men. What you are doing, majority of you or half of you, is not right. It's totally against Quran and Sunnah. Quran Karim teaches us lakum fi uswatun hasana. Then Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu is Uswa Hasana, the perfect role model. Then the one who's the best for us, remember, in all walks of life. Hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi said, that read and perform your salat as you see me performing salat. Now, when we read salat, now we're reading in jamaat, in congregation. So whether you're reading in congregation and jamaat or you're reading individually, so both places you must do what I'm telling you now. Not what I'm saying, what Nabi Salam is telling you. Habibuna Rasulullah told us that we must not place the arms and all that there on the floor. You see the elbow, we're going to Sazda, the elbow is there. So you must remember that. And that Nabi said, Kalkalb. Kalb. 
So now what we do? We're laying our hands, our forearms, while in sajda, like the dog, the hadith in Tirmidhi, Sahih hadith, authentic. So that is not permissible. So we must pick up the elbows, we must pick up the forearm and all that, especially you, the men. So to leave it there, you must remember on the ground, that is not permissible. And you'll see so many men are doing this. So I announce it so many times, but still you see, with the habit, you see. So we must learn to rectify our salat. We must rectify it and read salat properly. That is like the dog. And the Quran says, so you leave your hands like the dog did. That's not right. You must remember that. The elbows must be up and the forearm must be up whether you're reading Salat in Jamaat or you're reading Salat individually. So always remember that. Mufti Sahib, which is the best time for one to read Salatul Witr? So the best time, if Allah gives tawfiq, you wake up in the early part of the morning, nowadays 3 o'clock, 3.15, 3.30. So that is the best time. But before that, read two rakat, four rakat, six rakat, eight rakat. Best is in two, salatul layli, mathna, mathna. And thereafter, you read witr salat, authentic hadith in Muslim Sharif, iqra, that ijalu akhira salatikum bil layli witra, make witr your last salat. But if you do not wake up one day and one day you don't wake up in two days, no, then you can't do this. So before you go and sleep, then read your tahajjud, two, four, six, eight rakats, then read your witr and then finish. And then if you wake up, just read tahajjud again, nafil salat. But all this of tahajjud and nafil is for people who don't have qadha. You have qadha, concentrate more on qadha. So read tahajjud, two, four, six rakats, no problem, two rakats also, but read more and more qadha. So if you're sure you're going to wake up every day, then you read 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 2.30, like that. And if you're not sure, then read it before you go and sleep. And then if you still wake up, then you make qadha, you read tahajjud salat, you don't repeat the witr. Hadith in Tirmidhi. La witrani fi laylatin. You can't read two witr salat in one night. Yeah, if you're reading qadha, that's a different thing. Mufti Sahib, this couple has been separated for three months and they have not seen each other. They want to know, do they have to make nikah again to see each other? So all the tabligh brothers, Jamaat brothers, they go four months and all that. So what are you trying to say? When they come back, they must make new nikah. All these old-timers, you must remember, who are 70, 80, 90 years old, they are tired and retired, up past six, you must remember that. So Baji is sitting in Durban, wife is sitting here in Johannesburg, and so forth. So what, all these Bajis will have to make new nikah? No. So that's your human stories. You know, when you went there to Kolvatpur, you went to Chakmalpur, Mirzapur, Saharanpur, Palanpur, you came with a lot of Lal Lal Kitabs, all fairy tale stories, you must remember. So this is one of the fairy tale stories. If a husband and wife are separated for four months or six months, automatically marriage nikah breaks, there's no such thing. You can be separated for five years, ten years, the nikah is still valid, and the husband passes away, so the woman will be in Iddat and for 130 days and she will inherit and the wife passes away she predeceases her husband so the husband will inherit so there's no such thing yes the ideal situation is husband and wife must be together Hunna libasul lakum wa antum libasul lahun. Chapter 2, verse 187. How our clothing are attached to our body, husband and wife must be together. You go through the turbulence together. You go through the waves together. You go through the 25 million potholes in South Africa. We go through that together. That is desirable and the ideal situation. Mufti Sahib, this couple has been divorced. They have a four-year-old child. They want to know what's the ruling regarding the father to maintain, to give maintenance for the child and how much must it be every month, Mufti Sahib? It's a baby girl. Uh, no, it's a, they're just saying a four-year-old. So you must remember that. So there's no question about it. The custody for a four-year-old child, boy or girl, will be by the mother. And if it is a four-year-old girl, then you, the father, biological father, you must pay all her expenses till she gets married. That's your responsibility. And you divorce her, her mother, your wife, so 
for her, you have to pay during the Iddat period. And afterwards, you must continue paying. If it's your son, then you have to continue paying. Remember, till he's 15, 16 years old, say 15. And that will be, then anything more you pay after that, that is tabarru, ihsan, you're doing him a favor. So that is what Islam will say. So my advice to you, don't do things, because normally in divorce, you'll go a little bit crazy, you know. You'll become so emotional, and then you do things out of spite. I know couples, no brains, you know. They, they go to court. And who they're making reach? I asked the one guy, why are you going to court? He said, you know, he speak my, my tal, my mother tongue, my memon. I said, I'm going to show him a point. I want to tell him, you're going to show him a point. Don't you see how much money you are spending? Are you going crazy or what? So then they start thinking, you know, I want to show him a point. So you must remember this type of thing. They're foolish people, you know. So out of rage, anger, show him a point and all. It's just based. You don't think what Islam is teaching you, what Nabi Sallallahu is teaching you. That same money you could have spent on your child and the child's uh, nikah or education or something, investment or something. No, I want to show him a point. So you must remember this kind of thing. Yeah, don't do things to spite the husband. Don't do things to spite the wife. See another example. It's happening now also in our society. ABC husband gave his wife talaq, X, Y, Z. She's got custody of the children, two, three, four, five years old, whatever, right? So custody is by her, obviously. So she goes to home affairs, whatever, and she registers all the children on a maiden name. She told this ex-husband, you go to hell and your name also must go to hell. You see, now this is out of rage, out of fury, and out of spiting, and to shame a point. Now she registered the name on her maiden name. You know what you did? You went against Islam. And remember this, in Islam, when you say that the children's name will be that of the mother's name, then in Islamic law and Sharia, you're telling the world that all these children are harami children, are illegitimate children, they are all bees. You see where to where it went to now. So because of your rage and showing a point business. So you must be sensible and think, what does the Sharia say? And so forth. So just do things out of spite and so forth. So father, don't look. I can see you going in that direction. How much you must pay? Yes, you must pay. You must remember that. And if it's a boy, you must pay till 15. If it's a girl, you must pay till she gets married. And don't look for excuses. You, the lady who is uh, the divorced lady, if you don't pay, don't waste time with Molvis and Muftis and Jamias. We can't do anything. We don't have no power, no authority. So we can just give advice. You must go straight to court and tell them that he owns so much, owns so much, so much. He's got under the mattress so much and under the so much and all that and you must tell them go check up yeah all you know how much he got and make him pay you must remember you don't pay let him go to trunk let him go to jail so you must not play you must take them to court and sort them out properly Mufti Sahib, is, the, is, it, is it a sunnah to read the Qunut and Nazila? 100%. You must remember this. Yesterday I was in Brits. Today, yeah, also our masjid. Our ulama, imams, Jazawamullah khaira, they're reading Qunut. But sometimes they don't use the word Yahud. So we must use the word Yahud. Then in the ending, you must change the words a little bit. Don't be just like a parrot, you know, just read and carry on. Use these words. Allahumma alayka bil yahudi zalimin. Allahumma alayka bil yahudi al-muhtallin al-ghasibin. Allahumma arina ajaiba qudratik. So, Ya Allah, punish them, Ya Allah. Show us your power, Ya Allah. Decimate and destroy them. Waman wa'alahum. And those who are supporting them and those who are their friends. All these Arab regimes, your MBS, the Murtad, your MBZ day in Dubai and Abu Dhabi, and your King's day in Bahrain, and day in Morocco, and day in Jordan. Have you got no shame? You got no ghaira? You don't have iman? Tell that ambassador of Israel, pick up and get out from our country. You're murdering our people and you are committing war crimes and genocide. Say, no, what will America say? You think America will help you in your grave? 
Your name will be written in history. You stood up against all these zalims and oppressors and so forth. Then rather being written among the cowards and the people who are assisting them. And all you non-Muslim countries, I admire the politicians of, 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 of uh, Ireland. They told that ambassador of Israel, you, you must pack up from here and get out from here. Therefore, we still speak, you must remember, of the leader of, you must remember, Venezuela. So what he told them? He said, you, Israel, you get out from here and pack up from here, you must remember. So where's our shame? Where's our gheira? Why the Jutlas are listening to my program? Deep down, they know we speak in the truth. You must remember that. So, no, we must keep ties with Israel. Trump will get happy. Biden will get happy. And Allah is cursing you. What about that? Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu is cursing you. Quran says, Surah 5, verse 51, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, la tattakhidul yahuda wa nasara awliyah. Oh, you Muslims, do not take Jews and Christians to be your friends or your protectors. Both are haram. Ba'aduhum awliya ubad. They are the friends and protectors of one another. See what Quran says. When you befriend them, you love them, you like them, you become with them. You become part of them. Tomorrow you'll be raised with the Jutlas and the Christians and so forth. Surah 5 verse 51. Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam deathbed fatal illness said akhrijul yahud wan nasara min jaziratil arab expel them from the whole arab peninsula whole of saudi arabia whole of united arab emirates and all these arab countries they go bootlicking so you must remember these kind of things here so now the world is seeing so remember who the true jutlas are what their qualities are so every imam we beg you, we appeal to you humble, you humbly that you must read Kunut and Nazila and in there remember the word Yahud must be used Fansurna alal Yahudi Zalimin, words like that you must use inshallah we say Jazakallah khairan to Mufti Sahib for this afternoon's Q&A program, we request Mufti Sahib to conclude with the program Okay, Jazakallah khairan to you, Hafiz Wadi. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes when we make dua and so forth, then we even forget to thank you and so forth. Now, let's see, before we go with anything else, live updates. U.S. Defense Secretary Austin said U.S.'s prospect of significant Middle East escalation. You deserve it. Russia, please come in. Putin, you listening to me? Please come in. Ching Chong Ching, please come in. You understand? Turkey, Urdogan, come in. Iran, you Ayatollah and whoever there, please come in. Whole lot come in. Let us teach the Jutlas a lesson that they will never ever forget. You must remember this kind of things there. So Palestine tried to trample soldiers with his car. A checkpoint in Israel was shot and killed. Alhamdulillah, he tried that and he passed away a martyr. If he drives over the soldier also, it's totally permissible. So remember, everyone in uniform, everyone who's a settler is a legitimate target. We must be clear. That is our Islamic law. And if they take these hostages and put them against the wall and put a bullet through them Islamically totally permissible we don't have to apologize to anybody our Muslim Ummah are jahil majority of them ignorant they don't even understand whether they're coming or going so you must remember this so in Islamic law if you got prisoners of war these are prisoners of war so you can kill them you can set them free you can take ransom you can use Mubadalatul Usara exchange of prisoners of war our hundred and you must we'll give you a hundred you give us thousand you will give you two hundred you give us six thousand all permissible or we take them as slaves so all that is permissible is that is Islamic law and Sharia next up will be four o'clock the news inshallah with brother Suleiman Esop then my brother Hafiz Yusuf Kala and then Adhan our Maulana Naimullah passed away Friday day in Darulum Newcastle remember my student and did a great service to Darulum Friday night Nine o'clock, quarter past nine in the morning, he suffered from cancer. After Jummah, Daddy Janaza, Allah grant him Jannah.
Al Firdaus Al Ala grant his family and the whole Darulum teachers and staff and students all Sabre Jamil. And that is Afiz Yusuf Kala then Adhan. Then ten past four will be Allah Kunaraz Matkarna. Don't upset. Don't displease Almighty Allah. Mufti Muhammad Ali Falahi in Urdu. Then repeat of legal talk, five o'clock, that is with Shafat, Brother Shafat. Six o'clock to seven more, Zaid Khan and myself. Listen to that about Palestine, Gaza, very important. Seven o'clock, bombing of the hospital in Gaza, the Shuhada and Martyrs, Mohana Dawood Siddharth. Then eight o'clock, repeat of the medical file with the doctors. And then nine o'clock, the repeat of the discussion, and that is Mohana Arafat, Mohana Sadim Karim. Ten o'clock, you must remember, will be Da'wa Mona Abu Bakr Aku. So he was the son-in-law of Mona Naimullah. So both passed away now. Allah grant them both genital firdaus al-a'la. Eleven o'clock will be the kids learning Quran Sharif. We have five minutes left or so. Come all of us, switch off the phones or put it on silent. And inshallah, turn to Almighty Allah. Whenever we make dua, first we praise Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. And thereafter, remember, we read Durood Sharif and Salawat. And thereafter, we beg Almighty Allah Jalla Wala for whatever our needs are, provided that it is permissible and legitimate. الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لا أحصي ثنان عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم لك الشكر كله ولك الحمد كله ولك الملك كله وإليك يرجع الأمر كله اللهم لك الحمد بالإيمان ولك الحمد بالإسلام ولك الحمد بالنبي آخر الزمان ولك الحمد بالقرآن ولك الحمد بالأهل والإيال ولك الحمد بالصحة والعافية اللهم لك الحمد بما هديتنا ولك الحمد بما كرمت تنا وسترتنا وأعطيتنا يا رب العالمين اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك على سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا ذاب النار اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية في الدين والدنيا والآخرة يا رب العالمين اللهم في مرضانا ومرض المسلمين ورحم موتانا موت المسلمين اللهم عليك باليهود الظالمين المحتلين الغاصبين يا رب العالمين اللهم أرنا أجائب قدرتك اللهم سلط عليهم كلبا من كلابك اللهم احفظ بلاد الحرمين الشريفين من كل سوء ومكروه اللهم توهر المجر الأقصى من اليهود الغاصبين المحتلين يا الله مري قناهكم عافر ما ديجي يا الله ستارك ما اللہ فرما دیجئے دنیا میں بھی قیامت کے روز یا اللہ یا اللہ جنت الفردوس عطا فرما یا اللہ آخری گری ہو آخری ٹائم ہو یا اللہ کلیمہ طیبہ نصیب فرما یا اللہ ہمارے بچے شہید ہو گئے غزہ میں فلسطین میں یا اللہ ہمارے بھائی ہمارے بین ہمارے برے سب کے انتقال ہو گیا یا اللہ ان کی شہادت کو قبول فرما دیجئے یا اللہ ان کی قربانی کو قبول فرما دیجئے ان کی قبر ان کی جو ہے قبر کو نور سے منور فرما دیجئے یا اللہ آپ قادر مطلق یا اللہ یا اللہ شہداء کی جسم سے جسم مبارک سے خوشبو نکل رہی ہے یا اللہ ہم کو خوشبو عطا فرما کامیابی عطا فرما ان یہودی یہ ملعون یہ خنزیر یہ قردہ یہ بندر اور سور جہے ان کو نیست اور نابود کر دے یا اللہ ان کو جہنم رسید کر دے اور جو بھی ان کی امداد کر رہے چاہے امریکہ ہو چاہے برطانیہ ہو چاہے جو ہے جو ہے اور المانیہ ہو جو جو بھی ملک ہو یا عرب ممالک میں سے یا مسلمان ممالک میں سے اگر ان کی قسمت میں ہدایت نہ ہو تو ان سب کو برباد اور ہلاک کر دیجئے ان کو نیست اور نابود کر دیجئے یا رب العالمین یا اللہ اللہ مجعلہم عبرتن للمعتبرین اللہم منزل الكتاب و مجری الصحاب و مجری الصحاب و حازم الاحزاب احزم اليہود احزم اليہود المحتلین الغاصبین الملعونین یا رب العالمین اللہم ارنا عجائب قدرتک اللہم سلط علیہم کلبا من کلابک یا رب العالمین یا اللہ you have the sahaba in badr they had few numbers you have them in khaybar again the jutlas ya Allah ya Allah we beg of you we are sinners we are gunagar we are transgressors ya Allah we don't even know how to hold the gun properly ya Allah 
Allah, Allah masaddidham yahum. Ya Allah, when they shoot, let it hit the targets of the jutlas. Ya Allah, you put rob and fear and awe in their hearts. Ya Allah, you decimate them. Ya Allah, open the borders so our Taliban and Mujahideen can enter. Open the borders so Ya Allah, our Mujahideen can enter and wipe out Israel from the surface of this earth. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, you are qadir and mutlaq innaka ala kulli shayin qadir. Ya Allah, there's no water. Ya Allah, there's no electricity. Ya Allah, there's no gas, there's no fuel. And yet they are fighting for your deen, Ya Allah, while the bombs are raining upon them. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, it will be in two parts, the podcast, inshallah, before Asr, we will send it out. And make dua for Gaza. Make dua, Allah, decimate and destroy the entire Israel, Ya Rabbal Alameen, with the Jutlas. Allah gharriqhum, Allah maghsif bihim, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Jazakallah khair to all you listeners. Inshallah, tomorrow, 4 o'clock, the program will start, and I will be down at 4.20, 4.22, for around there, 4.23. Make dua for us and the Ummah at large. Barakallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.